we have a song for you and Brant's trying to be like a real life Jimi Hendrix. Andrew Tate has a date with an awful situation. How would you rate? He has it marked on his cell wall. His feud with Greta ended in a draw. He got picked up in Romania. I watched it on my Sylvania. And Greta got picked up in Germany just because she looked abnormally. Fetal alcohol syndrome hit her quick, just like that tweet did from that prick. Mr. Bad Guy got his Tweety Bird back to just get knocked down by a girl with no rack. Andy was hungry for a late night snack. From Jerry's Pizza, it really schmacked. But Climate Brat came back swinging with a bat and found out where Andy was at. Called the Romanians to continue the Matrix by falsifying claims with their dirty tricks. Now Andy's fighting his way out while Greta is detained on another route. This is my story on the matter. Now look to Twitter to see all the chatter. If you like this ditty, please hit subscribe so you can be a part of our tribe. Straight fucking gas. Rebound time. And we're back. I remember thicker, wider stalks, and the other is a more dainty, thinner, slender stalk. Ant is naked in my bed. Interrogating this, this child. <laughs> And we're back. Welcome to the Rhubarb Brothers Podcast. I'm your host, Chris. And I'm your host, Brent. And today, we're on episode 19. We did a little ditty for you guys, a little ballad, if you will, for the cold open of this. Exactly. It'll lead into some of the topics we'll be discussing today. And, uh, Brent, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Um, What's with the sunglasses, bro? In commemoration of... Tony Stark? Top G himself. <laughs> Free my boy Top G. <laughs> Free Top G. All right. All right. Kicking off Top G and Greta Beef. Greta Beef. <laughs> okay, for people that don't know what's going on, there was a Twitter feud between Andrew Tate and Greta Thunberg. And it got. A little dicey on Andrew's side because they I, found where he was. From from what I understood, he came for her yes. rather than her looking for a fight. Yes. So so his tweet was, I'm going to see if I can find it so I can read it. Because it was like. Uh, it was about his supercars. Yeah, she was like uh, giving him shit for having all, all these fucking cars that are polluting the air and whatever. And. He, like, just came back at her, like... <laughs> yeah, he fucked her up. Yeah. Which, you gotta think about it, she's 19, and he's, like, what, 36? I don't know how old he is, but he's up there. He shouldn't be starting fights with 12-year-olds. I'll tell you that. <laughs> okay, so this is his tweet. Wait, hold on. Okay, so this is his tweet, then, then I'll read Greta's reply. Okay. Hello. <laughs> at... <laughs> Hello. That was was it. Hello. At Greta Thunberg. I have 33 cars. My Bugatti Bugatti. (laughs) has a W16 8 liter quad turbo. 
my two Ferrari 812s, Competizone, Competizone, Competizion, Competizion have 6.5L V12s in them. This is just the start. Please provide your email address so I can send a complete list of my car collection and the respective enormous emissions, enormous emissions. followed by a picture of his Bugatti. <laughs> she then replies the official account. Yes, please do. Yes, please do enlighten me. Email me at smalldickenergy at getalife.com. So that's that was, what really started the fucking feud. <laughs> that was a that was a pretty good impression. So w- apparently, what happened after that? After that comment about uh, his penis at gmail.com. Yes, it, and it, uh, small dick get a life. Yeah, yeah. and uh, he responds back with a video, and in this video, it has pizza in it from Jerry's Pizza, mm-hmm. which is a Romanian chain restaurant. Yep, and. As soon as they found that, they were like, we got him. And uh, they raided his place, got him and his brother, and now he's being held in... Uh... They also got his two female managers as well. Really? Mm-hmm. I think they're still detained as well. Yeah. And it's just like... I also saw a thing on Snapchat today, which, you know, Snapchat, the most reliable news source ever. Yeah. But it was uh, where... A lot of the people that came out against him, like the like or the his suppo- ex-girlfriends, the supposed victims. Well, no, his ex-girlfriends came out and defended him. Yeah, but the victims, which I'm using air quotes lightly, but they came out and they said, "No, we said no such thing." Yeah, exactly. And you know, some people could say like, "Oh, he paid them off to change the story and all this shit," no. but like. I mean, they they seemed very adamant that they did exactly, not, but you know you don't know the whole story, and plus this was on Snapchat. So so coming from, I forget one of the Tates, whether it was Tristan or Andrew, um, they talked about what really kicked this off. This whole investigation was that a girl was at a party that they had, and there was a lot of other women there. So like, obviously she was there. From what I heard, her U.S. boyfriend found out that she was there, lost his shit, Uh, and in a nonsensible cover-up story per cheating women and men alike, she says that she was taken against her will and was not allowed to leave. However, from what I've seen... Did you see the video? There is CCTV footage... Of her comfortably outside of the grounds with pizza. Yeah. On her phone. So so here's the thing. If she was held captive and everything, why would he let her go unsupervised to a pizza shop and bring <clears throat> back pizza for him? Exactly. Like, it, it, and we know that, that people make up these stories. Like, we know. Right. Now... Something else that I've heard, whether it's true or not, because I've never been to fucking Romania, um, the big story is that Romania is playing into politics. Right. And they are very persuasive when it comes to money. Yes. So they have been paid. They they are a government that can essentially be bought out. So they are 
playing politics for money from whether it's our country or another country or something of the nature to where they're just holding him as long as they possibly can in hopes that they find something. Do you think that Andrew wants to get out or do you think he wants to stay there for his own sake? I don't know. Like, I want to say he wants to get out because, like, he has filed appeals and stuff like that. From what I've heard, he's filed two. The first one was on grounds of being let out per no, any of that. They then said they they didn't take the appeal, so then they held him for 30 days. Then the new appeal that he filed was for release before the 30 days. Mm -hmm. They denied that, and now... I think his new 30, his next 30 day appeal is going to be set and they haven't addressed it yet from what I've heard. So dude, I can't take you seriously with them. Someone got glasses on. <laughs> it's a part of the G mentality okay. today, but like, it's just one of those things where it's like, it's not necessarily a first world government and they do have their own government. So like, it can't be compared to ours. Yeah. So they're definitely holding him. How, if I was Andrew and he was being held and everything, you only get three strikes with, when you go after government, they already tried to silence him. That didn't work. Mm -hmm. Now they're trying to imprison him. And he said many times, you only get three strikes when you go after, you know, the big entities. Yeah. Big entities, whatever the fuck. And, 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 titties yeah dude's, Sorry. dude's going after them he's going after the the everything that's been fed to us to divide us realistically right. which is not good for him right and a lot of it is to like i think every guy and i'm speaking loosely but can watch his stuff and agree on most most of the things that he says and I, I don't know about he's very guy. he's very off-putting the way he delivers the information. He's brutally honest. Yeah. I would say every brutally honest every man can relate to it. Right. Like there are obviously the ones that claim we as America have rape culture and 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 those people like on Loud Earth Crowder and stuff. We'll see. Guys go there and do that, but not men go there and do that. I think so like, I think the whole thing with the whole Crowder thing is he was talking about systemically, not like yeah, exactly systemically. Yeah. It's not systemically a culture, but it is. Yeah, it is around. Yeah, exactly. But like, you'll have those people that are just so outlandish and so quick to anger. But like, for you to sit there and listen, yeah, he says a lot of stuff that he doesn't fuck around. Like he says it how it is, and you respect him for that. Right. He will hurt your feelings, but it's still partially a truth. And that's the thing. When he goes on uh, some podcasts with like a lot of women and whatever, and he gives his two cents and like tells his side of the story and everything, and they're all quick to freaking hate him and whatever. You see after interviews from them podcasts, and they're like, you know what? I, I misjudged him. Yeah, and exactly. All, and all of this course, shit. Yeah. Like, and they, they want to paint him out as this big, big evil entity, which, you know, yes, he's, he's a kickboxer and what, but how much damage can he really do? You know, it's like, like he's one guy. I so if we call back to 
to like Jordan Peterson. Like he's never, I've never heard anything of him fighting unofficially. You know what I mean? Like yeah. never any lashes of violence. So like if we think back to Jordan Peterson, when he talks, he's like, for you to be a good man or a decent person, you have to be dangerous. But from that danger comes the aspect of controlling it. And then you can have self-control. And I think from kickboxing that showed him that. Yeah. Cause he's never seemed irrationally hot headed to me talking like he'll make a stern point. Yeah. He'll, he'll, he'll get into the topics he's talking about. And mm-hmm. I think, I think the interviews with uh Piers Morgan, I think he handled that a lot better than I probably would have. Yeah. Pierce just goes on to attack people. Yeah. And he did. And what's even better is after the fact, he's like, like mid interview, he, he calls him out. He's like, I know you came here to attack me, but there's nothing to attack. Like, right. I know that you believe it. And then after the fact, Pierce Morgan gives his solo interview. He's like, you know, I can really relate to some stuff he said. (laughs) (laughs) So like, it's just, and like they sat down and played chess. Like, it's just one of those things. Like what he's saying isn't wrong. It's just slightly off putting. Right. Yeah. He, uh, some of the stuff he says is off the wall and, and, yeah. Part of me wants to think like, ah, he's not really serious. He's just making a point. There's a lot of stuff he says that like should be taken as satire. Yeah. But like out of the stuff I've heard, like there's usually a decent amount of message behind it. My favorite one was when he got on the podcast. I couldn't tell you what it was, but it was him, another girl, the person like recording or whatever. And this old black lady named auntie. Did you see that? No, I didn't. It's great. So she was like, that classic baby boomers type generation, like she's older, she's like our grandparents that also have those norms and like those beliefs. And she's sitting there and she's like, no, fuck this, fuck this, go into the club, fuck this, not taking care of your man, fuck that, fuck this. And he's like, thank you. So what he's saying is like, it's fair, like it's been done, it's what's happened. Yeah. Like the most controversial thing I've heard him say was that when when in terms of high stress people will revert back to those norms and then you'll get that clip and everyone loses their shit but when it's elaborated on it's shown that he's talking about let's say there's great famine and poverty that takes over the united states of america when that happens us hunters men will go and women will gather that's just in terms of high stress we will revert back to those norms when something goes wrong or something goes bumped in the night you're looking at your strong tall man Saying, hey, like, what was that? Well, and here's the thing, too, is something that uh, I've seen just having personal conversations with some friends of mine that are girls. And you mentioned the draft. Yeah, nobody wants a part in it. They go back to those 50s-style, you know, standards real quick when you mention them getting drafted in the war. Now, most of them are like that. There's a a slight few that aren't, but... They will revert back to those roles just to get yeah, out absolutely. of war, which I don't blame them. If I was a woman, I'd do that. No, a hundred percent. Like, why would I want to go out and do that? Right. When, when I, could I could be at home, like technically provide like, yeah. like the way he puts it is like the man is expected to go out, take on the hardships, take on the work, take on the high levels of stress. And the woman is just supposed to be his calm in the storm. So he comes mm-hmm. home, stuff is ready, stuff's taken care of. It's not that he's saying I will never help out. Right. But it's like 
there's, would just be nice. There's like, there's got to be a good 50-50 relationship with anyone. Exactly. You know, you can't expect your wife to cook all the time. No, I just think that's absolutely, unfair to her. Absolutely not. You have to help out. You can either help cook or you can take a couple nights out of the week to where you cook. Yeah, exactly. Or bring stuff in, whatever. Like if you're off. To give her a break. Yeah, if you're off, help her out. You know what I mean? Right. And same thing with cleaning. If she's not feeling well, if she's sick and whatever, you do the cleaning. You do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. If you have time and it's not conflicting with your work and exactly, and yeah, your uh, bre- breadwinning yeah. activities. Now, keep in mind, this is like solely based off of if you're the only one working. It's going to be different if you both have jobs and stuff like that. Yes. So, but like for me, like you could cook while I cut grass. Or something like that. Right. There, there should always be a middle ground. Right. It shouldn't just be dominated by one side. And that's that's about how my parents' relationship is. Now, I will say that there is like, uh, you know, there is a point where, you know, it it starts being a little too stressful for women having to have those responsibilities and mm-hmm. work full time. Exactly. Yeah. Which I get. Uh, women are more prominent in some activities, and men are more prominent than others. Mm. But. There's got to be a happy medium yeah. to where you help out each other at times. Yeah. You also have to think of his, like, social standing. So, like, dude has, like, $247 million. So, technically speaking, he's right about everything he's saying. Only one partner is working. She can live in luxury. There's no stress to her. He's just asking that, like... I mean, he has a full maid service, so, like, she wouldn't even have to clean. So, like, realistically, like, if I'm the only one working, then this would be a big responsibility of you. This would be, like, your job. Like, people say being a mother is a full-time job. It is. Then it is a full-time job. That's what that's explaining. Yeah, and he explains that, and then women are like, he's a fucking idiot. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, that makes no sense. But you're out there looking for the next richest guy, so you don't have to do anything. Right. That's what gets me. Yeah, um, if dude, if I made enough money to where someone could stay at home and literally just, you know, relax, decompress, relax, take care of the kids, yeah, think like how it was before, yeah, like fifties, like I don't want to be without like, beating your wife. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get that out there. When we refer to fifties, there's no beating there's of no women. <laughs> it's just the norm. Did you see my Instagram story where it says? Grandma says, men don't treat women like they used to. Grandpa in 1938, yeah. when, when food's not on the table. Yeah. Freaking archaeosm. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there's got to be a happy medium. And if you could support a whole family and mm-hmm. a woman can stay at home, have activities around the house, and take care of the children, yeah. I think that's the most noble thing for a woman to do. Yeah, of course. But now if if you say you can't live the life that you want off of one income, then she has the option to work and it would actually be more beneficial to have two incomes coming in. Yeah, absolutely. But you also worry about the fact of how your child's going to be raised. Yeah. How, how much time they're going to be with certain people in your lives, how much they're going to be with their parents, how much they're going to be with their grandparents, nannies, yeah. baby uh babysitters, stuff like daycares, that. whatever. Mm-hmm. Like you start losing time with your parental figures, but there's also a a issue with spending too much time with uh, one singular parent. Yeah. Now, I will say this. I forget where I heard the statistic, but, like, for the people out there that are, like, 
we're women and we can do anything. The majority of negative statistics, like I think there's a 70% rate of being imprisoned that comes with, and nobody's going to fact check me, but I'm sure this is the statistic. There is a 70% rate of, of children that come from a single mother home facing imprisonment, imprisonment, as opposed to a single father household. Right. A single father has the equivalent of balancing out both parents. And it's not like, like they're, they're definitely lacking. And I think the emotional side of it, like, yes, like if I were to not have my mom, that's like the, that's like the emotional balance for me. However, my relationship with my father is more based on the fact that this is what you do. This is how you do it. This is how you be a man. This right. is how you work with your hands. This is how you get a job. This is how you earn a wage. This is how you provide. So like, it comes to both sides. But when you look at it from a single father perspective, you're getting those morals. You will lack in the emotional side right. to me. However, if you're solely raised on the emotional side, that's when you have people without self-control. That's when you have people that are quick to anger, quick yep. to cry. There's yep. no self-control. Those are they, the school shooters. They don't get the chance to grow up. Exactly. Those are the school shooters. Those are the ones that react instantaneously. Those are the mm -hmm. ones that are responsible for rape. They get an impulse and they do it. Yep. It's just one of those things. Yeah. There's definitely got to be balance. You can't spend too much time with one singular parent because just you put it perfectly. You, you, there's two, uh, yeah. there's two spectrums that you have to be well balanced in. And if you spend too much time with one instead of the other, you'll lack in that. Yeah. You'll be quick to anger, just like you said. And basically, if you're too emotional, you'll you'll lack maturity. And if you're too, uh, yeah, like if like, if you're if you're too much like uh, your father figure, then you'll also lose your emotional value to yeah. it, and you'll like lose how to treat people. You know. Yeah, I, I also want to say that is solely on the perfect circumstance. Not that all mothers can't do it. There's still that thirty percent. Not that your dad is like abusing you and shit that each parent does the specific parent function accordingly. That is, that's the statistic base. So like there's obviously exceptions, but well, and it's not just that every single parental household. And this even goes to, uh, uh, the LGBTQ community. There's always a dominant and a submissive person in a household. Which yeah. is all right, you know. You got to have that balance, or else you know the kid might not grow up to be you know yeah, a exactly. well balanced person. Yeah, you got to have a balance. You got to have someone who's There's a, who will teach you the morals. Yang to it. Yes, absolutely. Um, like I don't know. Like even for like my relationship, like stuff like that. Like my relationship's fucking awesome. Like she's like you know. Like I, I'm, I'm sitting here. You've said like not to do this. Like I, I'm. This is my thing. Like straight out front. I'm like, there's no clubs. There's yeah, no clubs. Absolutely. There's no clubs. There's no bars. There's no male friends. Like, jokefully, this is what I've said. You can have a male friend as long as he is either gay, dead, or a cartoon. <laughs> but like. <laughs> it, it it comes into the aspect of like if you're at a club let me pose this to you all right so you're a girl looking at a guy 
right? So how would you feel if this is the way I put it to her? How would you feel if every night I went to a place where people were hitting on me? People were trying to get in my pants right. because as a man, you're there for basically one reason. Let's right. not fucking yeah, kid yeah. ourselves. Let's we're adults here. <laughs> yeah, we're we're there to we're there pick to up buy women. drinks for women, give rides to women, and go home with women. Yes. That's it. Unless you are there with your significant other, right. which is very fucking slim. Then you're there to let loose. Exactly. And I've heard the pregame conversations. They're like, "Oh, I'm okay with going home with a man tonight." Stuff like that. So there's no reason that you should be in an environment where people are solely there to hit on you, where they are solely there to touch you, where there's always the prospect of being drugged, raped, kidnapped, anything like that. Right. Our local club was just suspected, was just charged with sex trafficking Alex, Alex allegations. Really? Yeah. I'm not going to say which one, but right. one of them was. Right. So like, and that happens way too often. Exactly. Just stay away from those situations. Yeah. You won't have to worry about it. And out of the two times I've met somebody of her friend, she was like, yeah, I got drugged the other night. Like I had one drink and was blackout. My friends had to carry me home. So it's, it's stuff like that. And it does happen. It's not out of insecurity. Right. It's out of respect to me because like for my relationship, like we've both established that. You don't want to, you don't want to have to deal with that. You don't want to have to get up in the middle of the night, go to some, person's house and beat the fuck out of him if he exactly. drugged and took your girlfriend home. Exactly. You don't want to be that, you don't want to ha- be put in that situation no. cuz you don't know what you're going to do. Exactly. Like uh, it it's been very well established that out of the relationship it's respect for respect. You can't have love without respecting the other person. Right. That's just the groundwork of that for me at least. So like when I sit there and I'm like, "Hey, like don't do this." And then she's like, "I don't even really have to explain it to her, but like I will." And she's like, you know what? Yeah, like I didn't even think of it like that. Like she's mature enough to understand that and respect that. And I'm so lucky for that. Right. But like there's that. There's no clubs. There's no bars unless I'm there. Like we've talked about it. She's like, oh, could I ever go to a club? I'm like, yeah, as long as I'm there. Right. Then there's no problem. Then it's just – then I'm there. It's very well established. And it's also from like like a like look at Brant's girl perspective. Like she's posting like – bikini pics on instagram without him he she's at the club like grinding on dudes like you don't want me to look bad like i don't want you to look bad so i'm not doing that right just out of respect for you how do you feel i i feel the same way uh about that like the whole thing about the uh, women having male friends and whatever you know i i am someone who has a lot of female friends and you know once you get into a relationship, that's when the friendships spread out. You can still be friendly to one another and you can still have, yes. you know, you can still be there for them if they are going through a bad time or whatever, but you're not hanging out all the time. You're not talking all the time. Like the two big uh, people in my life that mm-hmm. happen to be girls. Yep. One of them got into a relationship. She, she, uh, where is she now? She, she like spread herself away from me, which I respectfully, get. Yes. respectfully. Yeah. Once you get into a relationship, you don't need that, uh, emotional support that you have been lacking as much as you do when you're with someone. Exactly. What she, what your friend was to you, then you now it's have me. that in. No. <laughs> well, it's, it's like, it's like you're their best friend, right? You, you don't need to have that friend there anymore like you still be there for them what no matter what yeah yeah. but the the void that was in your life 
uh, from not having a girlfriend, not having a boyfriend and everything mm-hmm. is filled once you get into a relationship. That way, you shouldn't have to need them anymore, and they can go out and find their shit. Exactly, their, yeah. Their partner, and then it'll be good. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you shouldn't feel, like, at risk of talking to me, but, like, like for the girlfriend that I have in my life, it's like, you can always let me know if you need something, but that will be addressed with my girlfriend. That will be addressed accordingly and respectfully. Right. So, like, we can sit there and do whatever, but at the end of the day, if you have a male best friend that isn't gay, dead, or a cartoon, then what can you talk to him about that you can't talk to me about? Right. Why do you need that? What can I tell my female friend that I am uncomfortable enough to tell you about? Right. At the end of the day, that's how that is. Like, we all know the day-old fucking comeback. I dare you to text him. He'll sleep with you. Like, we all know. Let's not kid ourselves. Like, it is what it is. So... The fact that we've strayed from entertaining that idea is ridiculous. Like, my mom doesn't have a male best friend. Exactly. My dad doesn't have a female best friend. Exactly. My grandparents and their moms and dads and their grandparents never had fucking right. female friends or male best friends. It's just never happened. Like I said, that void gets filled. Exactly. When you get a partner. That's just how it is. Right. You're, you're still friendly with them, but yeah. you're not the level of closeness you were before that relationship started. Absolutely. This is um something that I talked about. I forget where it got put in perspective, but it made a lot of fucking sense. That let's say I had a safe, right? Mm-hmm. And this safe had the greatest lock ever. I hate to say it, but if we lined everyone up on this fucking planet, some motherfucker can get into it. Right. Motherfucker could be just like me. He could get in. So like, why would I leave my safe for anybody to break into? You know what I mean? Right. So like, yeah, like Le- leaving your safe unlocked to where anyone can open it up. Exactly. So you want to find yourself someone with good locks yeah. and you don't want to throw it out in those situations like clubs and bars and stuff like that for somebody to break into it. Yeah. Think about it. You want, you want a woman who is a secure safe and you want to be the best key for that safe. Exactly. Yeah. That is- like, that's just simple nature for a relationship. Same right. goes for men. Like, I'm not going to clubs. I'm not going to bars. I'm not. I'm just not. Like, that's just. That's my standard. So I share that standard with you. Mm-hmm. Um, Next best thing I could say is, like, how do you feel about, like, wild ass Instagram posts? Like, um, like, this is the rule that I've said. And let me know if I'm in the wrong for this. Okay. You can post bikini pictures as long as I'm in them. Correct. Okay. But good. what if there's also a thing like if they post it on Instagram and the first picture is her in a bikini and the next picture has you in it? Nah. No? Nah. Like, they're obviously going to slide, but, like, it, there should be no question that this is my girlfriend. There will be no question that you're my girlfriend. Like, shit like that. There should be no question. Right. You should be proud of me as I am proud of you. You should respect how I look to other people as I respect how you look to other people. Now, (laughs) do you, like, if a guy ever hit on your girlfriend, you get pissed, right? How How would I handle it? Yeah, how would you handle it? Okay. So let's look at it this way. DMs, texts, anything. That is solely on you. 
it is up to you to handle it. I will never say handle it. You should be known to block that person. Shut it down. Don't answer it. A reply still gives a window. You should just leave it on open. Never address it. They will find out in Instagram posts from me being in them. They will know. Now, when it comes to in public, that's on her. If we're both in a club and, and I'm right beside her and somebody comes up to hit on her, I'm not fighting that guy because he, ju- he just doesn't know. He's ignorant. He doesn't know. Right, right. So what I'm doing is I'm going like she's over here. I'm looking straight at her. I'm going to go and wrap my arm and around wa- her. I'm waiting for her response. Oh. So if she fucking handles it, shuts that shit down, no questions, good. You've got yourself a loyal girlfriend. If she entertains it, no fucking shot. Yeah. Gone. Like, it's it's not your place as a man to, when approached, just fight someone. Then you're one of those people that lack self-control. Then you look like an ass. Because now it's like, my boyfriend is so insane. He's so irresponsible. He's so immature. And then at the same breath, they'll be like, oh my god, he's so hot. See, like, you have to, I hate to say it, but the toxic masculinity is like, it's one of those things. Let's not confuse controlling for territorial. Right. Let's not do that because it's two completely different scenarios. I, I, I rarely knew how territorial I was until I get into a relationship. Well, like it's <laughs> one of those things like you can sit back and be like, oh, like that guy just posted a, that girl's just posted a bikini picture and like the guys know we're in it. Like, I don't know how to feel about that until you found yourself, your girlfriend, your catch. The person that you were supposed to introduce and be proud of to everybody. Right. Now it's now the game's changed. So like it's one of those things like you get a, a car and you're like, it's my car. Like, are you going to put it in those scenarios? Are you going to be happy when people like try and test drive it and shit? Like, it's just it's just one of those things. Like, yeah. you're now territorial over what's yours. That's just the man nature of things. I think we've covered. uh a good bit of, I think I've said everything I could say. Relationship-wise, yeah. Relationship-wise, because I think that was very well put. You put it, you put it basically all together. No. And <laughs> I, I like agreed with like 99% of everything you said. Now, here's something. We, we've got a lot of trending topics. Yes. This wasn't on the trending list that I checked today. However, I want you to know how, how to feel about this. Okay. As you know, we're going to get it out in the open. I'm not necessarily a Christian. However, I appreciate and entertain the idea that if there were a higher power, it's God. I just have yet to make that official transition. I will go to church. I believe what's said. I'm at the point where I can believe what's said. However, I don't feel comfortable doing communion, if that makes sense. Like, you know, like if it's like perceived as a sin. So like I can appreciate that the sin would be agreeing to do communion because I'm still like wondering, like I wasn't raised religiously or anything. Mm -hmm. So like, I've got to find it out for myself. Logan Paul is being a piece of shit. Have you seen that? Where he was like mocking that one guy. Yeah. It's his best friend. Yeah. He's very religious that I, I've told you this. I don't know. You watch the whole podcast though. I didn't watch that's what I wanted because I got pissed off and turned it off. Honestly, I saw a clip of when this was happening, uh, and the clip without context made it look worse than the actual podcast was. Like because that dude in the clip that I saw 
that was getting berated by Logan yeah. Paul about his faith and whatever looked like he was not taking it well. But I saw that same clip on the podcast, and like a minute and a half later, they're fucking laughing. They're friends again. So it's like... See, like, you, you have to look at it as this, though. And, like, I think he's addressed this, but you also have to understand his religion. It's his best friend. Yeah, you can't be mocking someone's and, beliefs. And number one for, realistically, like, the Christianity religion is that forgiveness. Like, like you can't just get upset and never talk to someone because they don't know. So, like, for him to sit there and say, like, you're my best friend and you're the worst person to treat me based off of my religion. Like he will talk to people that are not, that don't believe in anything that he has that will sit there and talk with him and understand him. And he was also lumping them into a group too. Not all Christians are the same. Exactly. Like that's when you break off with Protestant, Methodist, Baptists. Well, even that just individually, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm a Methodist and whatever, but you know, there's a lot of things, you know, I'm not the same as Jack over here. I'm not the same as Amy over here. Yeah. Our beliefs are different on how we perceive them. And mm-hmm. you can't lump a whole group of people into one thing and Absolutely. say they're all like that. And that goes with race and, you know, countries, mm-hmm. all the shit. Like, you can't lump them all into one, mm-hmm. one little stereotype. See, like, I, again, I think I've told you this, but I'm not sure if you remember. One of the quotes that I will constantly live my life in is I will never shame someone for looking for a better world. Mm -hmm. That comes solely based off of religion, realistically. So, like, you can believe in reincarnation and stuff like that. I don't believe it, but, like, I can appreciate it. There's no shame in looking for a better world in that sense. That's something I have always focused on since, like, like, 13, 14 till now. Like, I will never mock someone for their religion. Right. I just don't think that's right. I don't think that's acceptable. Well, coming from someone who was raised religiously and then kind of dropped off out of it and then even stopped believing for a number of years, and I somehow came back to finding it again. And, you know, it's it's just something you got to go through yourself and you got to see a couple of experiences to be like, damn, there's no way that could have happened without, you know, fucking mm-hmm. something, you know? Yeah. Just, like you have to make sense of it for you. I'm not, you know, I'm not extremely religious by any means, but I do believe. And I, you know, there's something I, I, I pray when times are tough yeah, exactly. and everything, Absolutely. And, you know, which you're supposed to pray every day, which my fault, but my fault on me, but you know, I've never had, I will say that the times that I prayed and I've probably only prayed like maybe eight times in my life. Um, I've gotten everything I prayed for mm-hmm. and you know, I've prayed for, you know, I prayed for reasonable things. Like when my grandparents were, were sick and everything, I didn't pray for them to get better cause I knew there was no getting better for them. I just prayed for them to be at peace. Yeah, exactly. And, like, you know, it's just... And, like, praying for certain things. Praying that I know where to go in my life. And, Mm -hmm. like, it's just... And it's kind of like a calming feeling, too. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And it kind of takes a lot of weight off you because when you don't believe in anything, you don't believe that the world can work out, you don't believe that your life can work out, and you have to 
basically do everything. You think you have to do everything. It causes a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety. If you just let go and just say, everything will work out because I know it'll work out. Yeah. A lot of stress, a lot of anxieties get lifted off your shoulder. Yeah, I think it's calming to know that not everything is like either out of your control or not everything is in your hands. Right. Like it's very calming. Like I've had talks with my boss and he's like, the only way I'm able to run like fucking six different businesses simultaneously is that it's not necessarily on me. Like, like I can look at like the misdoings of my employees as not necessarily the employees doing it, but a, a greater evil. And I can understand that no matter what, I can't control what they do. I can only deal with the repercussions of what they do. Right. So that's out of my control. It's the different power. And then he can also say, I don't necessarily have to worry about it. Like it's, it's not necessarily all in my hands. Like I still have to go through the motions. I still have to plant the seed and prepare for rain, but it's not all on me. Yep. It's just with, with Logan, like the, the shit that's coming up because there's that. And this is not the first time he's done that. There's that. There is his, uh, what was it? His like $50,000 scam or some shit with his, what was it? It was like you raised like Pokemon. Oh, it was, his, it was his Pokemon card shit. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> he, he, everybody's losing money and nobody's getting paid. Yeah. So that's I, uh, his next big scam. Yeah. I, I, I didn't read into it, but I saw it advertised like on Instagram or whatever. But like mm-hmm. another thing is too, is that he's got this big sports drink business. Yeah, Prime. Have you ever fucking tried it? I haven't. I don't want to get... Okay, so for those of you that don't know, I fucking hate Logan Paul. I've hated him. I've hated his Vines since Vine was a thing. I thought his shit was so stupid. The one that fucking really got me to dislike him was like when like he steps on a banana peel and does a backflip. Like, what the fuck, bro? Like... Shut up. Like, <laughs> I've never liked him. Like, I, I follow him on Snapchat so I can, like, watch his podcast. But I'm not watching it for him. I'm watching it for, for I think his name's Sean. Honestly, I, I could be wrong. The guy with the big beard that he mocked. He, he is very, uh, all right, was that his co-host or? Well, one of them. He, he has the guy with the big beard that's Christian. Okay. And then he has his friend Mike. Yeah, I like Mike as well. I like Mike too because he has a very non-biased opinion on th- on things. Exactly. Yeah, and uh, but yeah, you can't make fun of someone's religion. That's that's not cool, bro. Like, <laughs> I think that's like equal, if not worse, than laughing at somebody that's like has a disability. Exactly. Like to me, that's the same. That's the way they live their life. That's what they believe. There's nothing you can really do to change that. So, like to me, like. That, in my eyes, I think it's worse than making in fun of making fun of somebody that's like stuck in a wheelchair. Right. Like I think that is just as bad, if not worse. Like that's just a line I refuse to cross. Yeah. And motherfucker's done it, so I am yet again pissed. Motherfucker has an O and one boxing career. His the only reason his drink is doing well is because of fucking KSI. Yeah. Just that it. That's it. And like. I haven't really seen it around here. I, it's it's in a lot of gas stations right now. But I have tried, and I literally 
there's a gas station outside where I work, and I would go in there every morning and try a different flavor of Prime, and I've come to the conclusion they're all shit. Of course they are. They're all shit. It tastes like fucking artificial. Fuck. None of it tastes real. They say there's fucking like coconut water and juice in there. There isn't. It's <laughs> they said. Da, 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 not too much. Not too much. Whoa. Coconut water. One drop. It's like when you see like 1% real juice. 1% coconut the, water. And also the amount of electrolytes that are in there. And I heard it's unreal. The amount of electrolytes that are in it is like two scoops of pre-workout. People are drinking that like it's Gatorade. Like, you can't be drinking that shit yeah. like it's Gatorade. You'll have a fucking heart attack. See, <laughs> what what got me with Gatorade is I never knew this until I was, like, old enough to be, like, not a retard. But, like, Gatorade should be consumed in one, twos, and threes. Like, you have the Prime. Then you have the – there's the G1, which is the Prime. That's what you take before you do shit. Then you have the G2. That's the shit that people pound all day yeah. long. <laughs> That's like to keep you in the game or in the workout. Like just enough electrolytes for you to work. Yeah. And then there's the recover, which is like protein, like high in protein, low in electrolytes, high in sodium. Yeah. So like people like I see will be like pounding G2s. And there are also people that are like switch this out for a protein shake, gonna pound it before my workout. <laughs> no. You're actually not supposed to be drinking Gatorade in excess. It is actually yeah. supposed to, you're not even supposed to be drinking it. Like, if you have one Gatorade a day, that is extremely unhealthy. You may think it's probably better than like pop and stuff, even, yeah. the, even the zero sugar. And I'm, I'm guilty of it. You know, yeah, I'll like, go out and buy a fucking Gatorade zero sugar all the time and be all right. But mm -hmm. like, and, you notice that a lot of big time athletes only drink lemon water when yeah. they're fucking, you know, playing yeah. and shit. It's because Gatorade is supposed to be, you know, if you are dying, if you are like literally dying of thirst, you that, sweat out fucking everything yeah. in you. That is to help you recover, and you're only supposed to have one and then water for mm -hmm. the rest of the time. You're not supposed to be drinking fucking like two, three Gatorades yep. a day. See, like me. The only time I'll, like, obviously, like, I'll crack open a Gatorade after I cut the grass or something. But the time that I drink Gatorade in bulk is when I'm sick. Yes. That is, that's yes. really the only time that I would drink Gatorade. And I will tell you, it is, like, a lifesaver when you're sick. Yeah, because you're, you're like, sorry, but, like, you're throwing up, you're sweating, you have a fever. Um diarrhea shit like that so like it, it would make sense for you to have a high caliber of electrolytes to replace that you're getting hydration from it from what you've sweat thrown up it, it's very good for when you're sick when i'm sick i have a set system that i use to make sure i recover the quickest possible yeah i get uh lemon lime G gatorade it's the best that it is it's the original and it's the best mm-hmm um uh, Sometimes I won't even get z the zero sugar because I think it's good for you to have sugars in because the sugar I think will actually help you get through your sickness. Mm -hmm. And uh, I also get little tiny bottles of Sprite when I'm sick because, of course, the carbonation feels yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of it's like interchangeable with ginger ale almost. Yeah, and I try to get seven to eight hours of sleep. 
Oh, I'll sleep all fucking day. I take a shit ton of zinc. Mm-hmm. Take a shit ton of vitamin C and zinc, and uh, that's it. Recover. That's how you get through a common cold. There we go. Yeah, like, just I fucking hate everything he does. Like, it makes me physically sick. Like, if, like I don't hate a lot of figures out there. Like, I just don't care enough. But, like, him, like, I've been waiting for his downfall since the fucking video suicide of him posting force. somebody that committed suicide. Yeah. What Not else is cool. on our... Oh, I do have something to say. Go ahead. Have you heard the shit with Steven Crowder lately? Mm-mm. I haven't I haven't really heard of him. I've only seen stuff from him from you. Okay, so Steven Crowder is a big right-wing uh, influencer, YouTube, TikTok, whatever. Yep. He, uh, he got approached by the Daily Wire to join their team. The Daily with Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro, okay, yeah. Brett Cooper, yep. Matt Walsh, Jordan Peterson, mm-hmm. all of them. And I like the Daily Wire, and I've actually contemplated buying a premium subscription to the Daily Wire. Oh, yeah? But he turned down a $15 million uh, contract to join the Daily Wire. Motherfucker records the the legal conversations, puts that fucker out on YouTube, and literally like shows that if you sign yourself over to the daily wire they have full control over you they have full control of your monetization there's you youtube's uh uh like terms of use gets updated Mm -hmm. almost every fucking day so it'd be like to the point where we can't even say fuck can't say shit all this shit like it's gonna get to that point and then demonetized so he's saying like okay so you want me to get monetized and that'll be my whole income after this $50 million. After, yeah. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's also like, but what if there's something that I say that is okay for the terms and conditions right now, but my videos end up getting demonetized because of the terms of use. I have to change the way I speak. I have to change the way my content is put out. He's yep. not monetized at all right now. Mm-hmm. Just so that he can put shit out there. And he's like, so I have to change literally everything that I do about that my platform. My platform, my platform. Or else I don't have a living anymore. Yep. And they're like, yes. And he's like, no. He's like, fuck you guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, they like fucking drug his name through the dirt. Like Ben Shapiro fucking went off mm. saying that it's a stupid fucking deal, that he's a spoiled brat, that he that he's not taking 50 million dollars and everything which there would be a lot i would have to believe in something a lot not to take 50 million dollars to be honest but like you have to think like like the reason why i watch his content is to see like those outlandish people like fucking losing their shit listening to him talk being brutally honest and like i'm sure we're only limiting it to cursing for youtube I'm sure there's a lot of stuff out there in their terms and use that's that really conflicts with his show. Right. So, like, I get it. Because, like, you could peg him for harassment. Yeah. You could peg him for disturbing the peace, fucking being insensitive. Like, there's a lot you could do. Like, Ben Shapiro sits in his office and doesn't interact with anyone. He says his piece and that's it. Nobody's offended. Yep. Nobody's yelling. So, like. 
stuff that, like that. That's something uh, Crowder also said. He likes going out and doing these things and whatever. He's like, he doesn't want to be like caged into one yeah. place, basically talking to a camera. Mm-hmm. And I get that. He wants to go and do his Change His Mind series, which that's really the only reason I watch him. I don't watch his podcast. Dude, let me tell you what. <laughs> When I was I was in a college writing class, I think it was eleven oh two. I did it in high school, so like I could have time to do it, whatever. But for research topics, right? What I would do is I would sit and I would watch an episode of Change My Mind or watch his little podcast. And he's so good about putting his sources up. Exactly. That I would just use his sources for it, and then in the in my work cited page, I, at the very bottom, I would put like his address to his podcast. Nobody noticed. <laughs> so he he's good. Like that's yeah. why he does it. Really, is for people to read that. Like the shit that I've learned from it is much better than if. He and was doing what he's doing now. There's a part of me that wanted him to join the Daily Wire because I listen. I I don't watch Ben Shapiro because like honestly, I can't stand the way he talks half the time. Like the only time I watch him is like in an Instagram or if it's if it's a clip, I can handle that. And his clips are pretty good when they get to the fucking point. I'm not gonna listen to him yeah. for a whole fucking hour for an hour and fifteen minutes for. A, like, well, you know, um, that you actually speed is that not, up. Well, you know, well, you actually, know. I, uh, <laughs> Well, you know, actually, you know, actually, uh, that's not really the way it goes. I'm like, uh, you, you're stupid. He <laughs> <laughs> just, it, it's very fast for me. I can't uh, do that. And then Matt Walsh, I I watched a few of his things. He, his, his beliefs are a little too far right to me. Some of the shit he says, I'm like, ah, eh, no, not really. But he also asks a lot of questions. Like he'll, he'll be looking at the camera. He's like, uh, what do you think? I don't, I don't really see it, you know, and he just does that and it's just so aggravating to fucking listen to. I can't remember if I told you this or not, but like Matt Walsh to me is like that 45 year old dad. It's like, he's literally the copy pasted millennial dad. Yeah, exactly. He's like, I don't believe in this shit. So like, what do you think? Like the way, like his analogies, the way he goes about it, the way he talks about it, the way he makes points just reminds me of like. Two dads at a barbecue. <laughs> ben Shapiro talks way too fast, so I will. Yeah, favor- no, well, yeah, I talk really yeah. fast because I'm trying to get my point like, across. Like I will favor Crowder in that. Like Brett Cooper is just hot. Oh, Brett Cooper, she's just hot. Yeah. So like that's really it for her. <laughs> I I watch her more than I watch any of them, honestly. Well, no, I watch Jordan Peterson more. I like him. Yeah, and you know something I found out is my girlfriend also listens to his podcast, which. I'm very proud of. Yeah. I love Jordan Peterson. And he's got a lot to say. A lot of good shit to say. Yeah. But like even even Crowder, I don't like listening to him cuz he he doesn't let people talk. And you know, he'll constantly say, "Oh, you're interrupting me." And and all this yeah. shit. and he's he literally asks them a question and they start talking like, "No, let me it's my like Quit interrupting me. Like, you asked the question and they were answering. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's just some of the shit that, I mean, I get their aggravation because I'm getting aggravated as I'm listening to it. Thinking like, about it. 
and and it's the people that show him respect. He'll he'll give them the time of day, whatever. We we discussed this in yeah, yeah. previous podcasts, but at least one of them. At least one of them. I forget which one. Whatever the fuck. Um, what else is our trending? Topic? What else is trending? So um, I haven't seen it. Okay. You can spoil it though. I, I like recently watched the '90s show, and I finished it last night. And I am a big, big. 70s show guy. 70s show guy. I mean, I like it better than Friends. All all the fucking shows that came out during that time, that was my favorite. Mm-hmm. That was the one I remembered most watching. Yeah, plus it's kind of relatable because it was like at the time, like that's the age that you're going into. Well, hell, I remember watching it when I was a kid, like mm-hmm. freaking four or five. Because I think I was Holy like, fuck. I didn't see it till I was like 10 <laughs> I was seven when it got canceled, or when they ended it, I should say. It didn't Holy shit, canceled. that's much later than I thought. I thought it was, like, new, because I saw it on TV for the first time when I was, like, 10 or 11. No, it, it ended in 2006. Holy fuck. Yeah, I remember the finale, too, and I was, like, seven. But I had watched it so much with my parents and everything, and I loved the show. But uh, the 90s show just recently came out on Netflix, and it's a continuation of that 70s show. And, uh, you know, I wanted I wanted to hate it. I really wanted to hate it. Mm-hmm. I hated the new characters coming in. I hated everything. Like, the, the parts where the cameos of the old cast mm-hmm. loved all of that. But I hated the new cast when I first watched it. Holy shit. What? I had no idea that it started in August 23rd, 1998 to May 18, 2006. Yeah. I had no idea. When did you think it came out? I, th- I don't know. But like I, like I'm saying, I saw it in 2009, which would have put me at like 10. So like by the time it ended, I was five turning six. Yeah, I was I was seven. I remember the finale. I had no idea. But uh, yeah, I all the cami, a lot of the people came back except for Hyde, which for different reasons. What are you doing? Uh, I have to sit up. My back started to look like Igor from that <laughs> cartoon show. <laughs> and uh, so all the all the cast members came back except for Hyde. And they made cameos. They weren't in the show fully. They have these new cast characters. They have Eric and Donna's daughter. They mm-hmm. also have uh, Kelso and Jackie's kid. And a bunch of other randoms. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I liked Eric and Donna's daughter. I think she did fantastic. I even liked Kelso and Jackie's son. I think it was perfect casting because he acts just like fucking Kelso. Yeah. And the others, the others I had a hard time liking. A very hard time liking. But I found myself at the end of the series actually upset that it ended. <laughs> it's like, God damn it. I, 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 they grew on me. The, the cast of characters yeah. grew on me. And I wanted to hate them so bad because, like, it was a that big of a change. Yeah. They all looked way, way younger, which they are way, way younger yeah. than... A lot of the people. Well, like, you also have to think it's, like, you can't put, like, like, what are the, is it Ray and, what's the wife's name? Red. Red, yeah, Red. And Kitty. 
Red and Kitty. Like, they look really fucking good for what I thought they would be. Yeah. Like, they look really good. Especially Kitty. Like, she doesn't look like she's aged a bit. Exactly. Now... So, like, for them to be older, you'd have to, like... Now, Red's showing his age, but he still gets around pretty good. Still does mm-hmm. everything. Like, he's he's pushing 80. Exactly. And he's doing this. Like, it's, yeah. it's pretty impressive. And uh, the woman that played Kitty, she was just in WandaVision as one of the townsfolk. I didn't even know that. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. She, uh, yeah, it was good to see uh, them back. Turning, and- turning this channel into an Easter egg series. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. I like how we we talk about Andrew Tate and then we're talking about the '90s show. Just <laughs> uh, is what it is. Uh, but yeah, I I really like the show and I think you should watch it. I I will watch it for the sake of the podcast because I didn't watch that in that, that '70s show. I only watched like bits and pieces. All right, of it. you need to watch that '70s. Show. I know. For I know. fuck's sake, watch I, it. I didn't watch. I just like saw episodes like all over the place. Um, Watch it. I'm telling you. How do you feel about Velma? Ha! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's a new show that came out on HBO Max called Velma. And yep. it's a continuation of the Scooby-Doo story. And Is it, it also the only animated series on not- HBO? <laughs> Keep this in mind. They got rid of all the other animated shows just so this one... They could say this was the only one. Yeah, here's the thing. Uh, HBO said it was the highest uh, highest viewed animated project on HBO Max right now. There's well, that's one. because they canceled all the other ones. Yep. So so there's nothing to compare it to. So there's two episodes out, and me and Brant watched them one night. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I will say the animation looks decent. See, like... I can't remember if you sent me something about it or I just saw it. But like I didn't really I didn't have a problem with it. I thought it was like I thought it was kind of cool. I thought it was interesting. I didn't really like how they went about it. You know, I like you know, what I can't really say I like it, but like changing up the characters. You know, you change shit up, you know, for a new generation. I get that. Yeah. I get it. They did it with Riverdale. Riverdale was not that freaking sex crazed drama that it that it was in the comics. Yeah. But like, you know, I get what they were trying to do. But they completely changed Shaggy. Completely. He's not even the same freaking person. It's fucking Norville. His his dad. I guess his dad is supposed to be like the original Shaggy, whatever. Like, so like what? if, if they did that, that'd be cool. Yeah. Like, God forbid, like the season finale could be like, like they could make it like a one part and two part series, and their parents help them with the case. Right. How do you feel? I would watch that. More See, that'd be fucking, fucking sick. They fucked yeah. up. Yeah. Like you, like I liked it, but am I waiting for episode three? Absolutely fucking not. I I didn't like the humor that was in it. There was a couple. There, there were, were like fun. There was, there was a couple jokes that made me laugh. Yeah, but to like, give it credit. But like that's not but, the show. But it's not. The Scooby Doo gang. It's mm-hmm. not. You could have made this with different people and it would have probably been a little more enjoyable to watch. Yeah, like But to see how they just massacred my boy Shaggy. They fucked everybody in that show up. The only person that's like kinda the same is Daphne, I think. But like yeah. then you have to keep in mind she has two moms, she sells drugs, and what else did she did something else, like 
I like how they changed Fred. He's like a freaking whiny baby rich boy. Yeah, he hasn't hit puberty. He is a late bloomer. So this super fucking swag guy with an ascot's now a fucking pussy. And and there were so many small dick jokes in it. So many. Like, it was getting ridiculous. Well, that's all they had for him. Like, the show was not that good. So, like, yeah, they're going to throw some dick jokes in. So the end of episode two ended with... Daphne and Velma kissing, and they're gonna they're gonna push a relationship between those two, which it's been well known information that Velma has been gay for past couple years. Yeah, it's been it's, it's been, been hinted, then confirmed. It's then. been hinted and confirmed, which whatever it kind of made sense. Yeah, uh, but Daphne, Daphne's always had a thing for Fred. See, I think another big issue is that it's called Velma, and it's solely based off of Scooby-Doo, but their only way of success was making sure that it compares nothing to Scooby-Doo, so they kind of fucked themselves yeah. in the process. Oh, and think about the amount of kids that wanted to watch Velma. Holy and then, shit. And then got, like, extremely I, traumatized by the shit that's on it. I thought it was a kid's show. No! I, I, like, before watching it, I thought it was just Scooby-Doo. Like, they, no. like, they re-upped Scooby-Doo and Velma was black. No, like, it I, is an adult show. Yeah, like, I didn't know that. So, like, I would have turned it on for my kid and been like... Yeah. Ugh! And then, like, the, and, like, the first scene, you see a whole bunch of naked women in the showers yeah. and Daphne's, like, freaking flirting with them, freaking hitting yep. them with towels and shit. Uh-huh. I'd be like... You, another movie that fucked kids up was a uh, sausage party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Ted. Oh yeah. Ted. That one fucked me up. I, <laughs> we didn't know until I was like, I'm going to watch Ted. And yeah. then my mom sat down and she's like, no, we're not watching Ted. Um, no. Uh, God damn. What else was on the agenda? Oh, Alec Baldwin. Yep. Uh, dude's getting charged for murder. Mm-hmm. Well, how do you feel about that? So, okay, so for what it for the legal fanatics out there, it's not it's involuntary manslaughter. So it's not necessarily that it's premeditated or anything, but it's the fact that they're still trying to argue that he intention that he killed somebody. If anyone is to blame, it's it the- should be the the weapons coordinator. That yep. that is one hundred and fifty percent. Their fault. I don't think he was required to have any fucking weapon training realistically exactly. in that film. You, I think every actor, if there was going to be guns in a movie, needs to be gone through proper gun safety training. Exactly. Because even if it's a fake gun, you shouldn't be pointing it at someone. Like, well, yeah, like, like they, I get they can the make, sake of it. They but. can make the movie... They can angle the movie where, you know, it's pointed a little off to the side or whatever. And yeah. why was it pointed at the fucking director? See, like, I'm sure, like, the director stood there and, like, wanted to be in it and was like, okay, this is how you should go about it. Like, I, I get her being there. But the fact that they're blaming Alec Baldwin, I understand the responsibility with guns. But if I am on set, I've done this for years. I've played in movies with guns. Your only fucking job is to make sure that the gun is not fucking loaded to kill somebody. That is your sole job as fucking weapons coordinator. I'm trusting you to do your job. So when I have a long day on set and I'm fucking tired, I have no coffee, I'm fucking pissed 
because I've run this scene over eight times and I trust you to hand me a non-loaded fucking weapon and I go and fucking kill somebody. I get you could be like, well, he did pull the trigger, but don't fucking charge him for it. Yeah. Really? Like I get somebody has to pay, but like it in a, in a court of fucking law, if I were to give you a gun and be like, it's fake and you'd fucking kill somebody, that should be on me. If anything, they should get her ass for premeditated murder. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's just how it should be. Yep. Yeah. I, I never did like that situation cause it's like freaking, you know, it's, it's the gun coordinator's fault for putting real fucking bullets in it. Alex Baldwin fault for pointing at someone. Yeah. Especially the director. So, you know, I, I would like to see her get sentenced as well, the gun coordinator. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, it did end up in a person's death and someone did get injured from it as well. Uh, but, yeah, it's just an awful situation. And I like Alec Baldwin. I really like him, too. I like, don't like his political beliefs Obviously, at all. I've never met him, but I think he's a good actor. I He is, he is very... Very not in line with our political beliefs, but I like him in every single movie. Exactly, like for us to be responsible people, political beliefs don't have to fucking exactly discriminate everybody. But at the end of the day, it's like it's like Rob Reiner. I I freaking followed him. Like I freaking followed him on Twitter, and it's just all shit like bashing Trump and everything. And I'm like, yeah, dude, you you do know you're an actor and director, right? You don't have to be like this political activist. Yeah, Yeah, just relax, man. Like, tweet out, like, something about your movie. Like, you don't like, need to get... It's not that serious. Like, Rob Reiner's a decent director. Like, yeah. I don't know why he's got to be like that. But, uh, yeah, I think that's... I think this is a good place to end it. Do yeah. you have any shout-outs no. you want to do? Um, no. Um, the most I could say is that Kyle Barkley's doing a stream. Go give his stream a listen. We'll put the link in the description down below. Also, I have been listening to a fellow podcast that is up and coming, as we are. Really? It's called The Unknown Podcast. They, I think you've told me about this. Yeah. I I literally searched up on YouTube, Unknown Podcasts. <laughs> like, and it came up? Like, Bro, they got you. <laughs> like, podcasts that I've never seen and, like, you know, uh, that I wanted to support. And then th- their shit popped up. They only had, like, maybe four four episodes out and I I've liked and commented on a few of them. And then they commented on one of our videos, the hot takes video. Oh yeah. I saw that this morning. So I've really appreciate them. Good, good. And I'd like to just give them a shout out. Cause I, I watch them when I'm on the treadmill at the gym and yeah, just, fuck just yeah. putting them in the background, put the link down there. Yeah. I'll, I'll put a link to them. We got to help each other out, you know? Yep. Okay. This is a, uh, this has been episode 19 of the rhubarb brothers. I'm your host, Chris. And I'm your host, Brent. Good night. Good night.